Tizzy, Blizzy, Truy, Apollo, we. Everybody eat. Ready for everyone? As I'm blunted, as I'm running, never nothing under hunting. Playing games and throws a bust of breezes. How a nigga stuntin'? Baltimore, we verified with the two-step. Solo with coalitions, tipsy from jungle juice. Yes, making in this way your age potholes destroy your twenties. Now the drives riding dirty, dirty, hoarding money's new yeah, yo. Buck fifty, straight to the base. Out with the trap, with the cheese, no rest to escape. Everybody dragging, having bags is a passion. That's why we at it. Cash addicts in the attics on top of living lavish. Hating the flagging asses. I think we like the ass. You are now tuned in. To D-A-R Media, and we are going to try our best to do our best before maybe uh, lightning strikes and burns my house down, since in our region right now, it is the lightning and thunderstorm of the century outside the instant before we begin recording. Uh, It was a storm of the century (laughs) on wrestling Twitter this week, and all throughout the week, man, just item after item after item that D-A-R talked about last week kept coming up all week very topical uh, i don't even know where to start what i will say is we of little faith we had our doubts about the number last week for collision with the with the show that didn't have any very many amount announced segments but awesome for all of us colliders the show did a great number with not that nice. much announced and so that shows that this building its audience and that people are coming to the table starting to take note of a great wrestling show. But now we'll move on to all the ways that DAR was right last week. I mean, let's be clear. We've been right so many times in just this short run. I mean, it almost gets old. Not really, but it almost gets old. Uh, A lot to talk about. I'll I'll let you start off. (laughs) <laughs> with, with with the first the first thing because we got yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely right about something I, I do want to make a mention though of before we get fully into it I do want to make a mention that I think our rant last week about the um the women's wrestling I think our rant was received a little interestingly from several people uh, people that have reached out to me and, and and mentioned stuff that you know how they felt, and I think a lot of people don't understand is that we are absolutely all about the women in wrestling getting their fair shot, getting it just due. And I don't think everybody grasped fully. People reached out to you and didn't understand that. A lot of people were like, "Oh, like, are you saying?" I won't even. I'm not even gonna put. I'm not even gonna put names on it. They 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 listen to this, so they don't know. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what I'm talking about. Like people just saying some some really weird stuff to me about it, and then like almost as like if what? we were like what? Let me refute it like, directly. Like what? Well, it like well, I, it's not even no need to get too into it. It just bothered me when I first read like a couple of the messages. But if everybody knows me, they know I really don't give a shit. So they were just like, well, it seems like you're not giving credit to the girls that are out there right now. And I was like, yo, like what? credit is there i mean what credit is there to really be given it's not their fault though let me let me yeah it's not we kept saying it's not their fault fault. the numbers speak for themselves it's not their fault there's numbers go down because they're not over because the company haven't done anything with them how many times did we fucking say it i don't know how to be more clear about this 
It's well, not their fault. They're all very talented. I understand. But people though, with, tune out. With the wrestling, with wrestling and wrestling Twitter and all these people and people who listen sometimes. And like I said, we get new listeners all the time. You know, so some people who may not understand that, like, we're we're trying to, you know, trust me, I have I know who listens to this show. That works for certain companies, I know who listens to the show, so sometimes I think they send they send people at me <laughs> just to be like, hey, man, like, don't say that or don't don't do that. And I, and I fully believe that I have people sent to me. Uh, last couple weeks, try to like, hey man, come on, give us a little more credit than, than what you did on the show. So I, that, that's really all it is. It's not like a huge deal to me. I'm not like friends just give like, real friends constructive criticism. That's I another agree. thing we've said many, many times. There are things that you guys out there listening don't know that I cut out of these shows because I am trying to protect us as a group. Same thing applies. Sometimes y'all are misguided and don't do the right things by our – and we kind of have our finger on the pulse and we're, we're genuine and we, we say things that we believe to be true in your best interest to be more successful. And that is where the heart of the criticism comes from. Give you more credit. I'm trying to explain to you what I see to help you do better. So well, giving credit is not even a fucking part of the equation on those things. Well, I'm going to say this because it's, this started off my morning and uh, <laughs> I found it to be quite hilarious actually. Um, so I, I had a conversation with someone today they reached out to me because i had made a tweet and my tweet was in response to someone saying like aw needs to figure out what they're doing with their women this is terrible like come on man like blah 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 so you know with all this i was just like oh yeah cool you know whatever and then i get a message and they're like hey man you gotta understand this that and the other this that, and the other and i was just like hey look look dog like I could give two shits. <laughs> I was like, I can give two shits. Like, I, we're just speaking our mind here. We're just saying it. And so I know certain things that we say will ruffle feathers. And that's part of it, too, honestly. I like ruffling people's feathers. But at the end of the day, these women that wrestle in, whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, whether it's Impact, no matter where they wrestle, these women are, like, very, very viable people and important to the fiber of women's wrestling. So... The point is, you have to treat them like they're important. That's what matters. You treat them like they're important. If they get treated like they're important, then you see things a little bit differently. A little bit differently. And I don't think I don't think it's been fair. Um, it hasn't been. Women, you know, but it is what it is. Like I say, we we, we I, I people get all in their feels because we and yeah. we've covered that a million times too. When we talk about the damn elite and CM Punk thing, people get all in their feel. They they let feelings get too attached to this. They go to your feels. We ain't talking bad about none of the women's wrestlers and the, their effort or their talents. They're and I you think said it. You nailed it. They're not think... treated by as important by viewers 
because they're not treated as important by the company. And that's what's fucked up. And that's and that's what we really have to, you know, have to understand is that I asked somebody today, I said, hey, what's Tony Storm doing? And I was told that, you know, oh, soon, you know, it'll be all be clear. And I was like, okay. I was like, but hey, just a thought. It's less than a month away to all in. Like we're literally less than a month away. No, we're going to get to that, not just on the women. <laughs> you know, and so I think there's a bit of a like weird thing here where there's not a lot of focus. And, and I think, like I say, if it all falls on a lot of people, man, <laughs> it's just yep. it's a lot of people who are not focused and not doing what they need to do. And I think that's the worst part of this in general is that there are a lot of people, um, who like I said, I, I have no issue with anyone like like that, but I just think there needs to be a lot more, <laughs> a lot more focus on not only the women but just promoting and pushing things the proper way, and saying it shouldn't make anybody feel some type of way. You know, if you guys are doing your job, you know, what's there to what's there people to be can get on their field in their fields if they want, but the numbers are the numbers. And I shared a tweet on my TL that showed the numbers, tagged you in it. was like, hey, we just talked about this. Yep. The numbers are the numbers. So feel however you want. But the tr- viewers don't treat them like they're important because you don't treat them like they're important. Period. Period. You have, to enough, treat, you have to treat the women like, like they're stars in order to get the best proper, you know, that's what I say. You treat the women like stars. And people will grow to appreciate and treat them like stars as well. If you treat them like they're nothing, <laughs> then you say people are going to treat them like they're not that valuable. So um, I will say, though, um, I am anxious to see what happens with uh, Athena. I know when we recorded last week, the match with Willow and Athena was like actually, I think, happening at that time. So... Um, I'm anxious to see where where they go. I think Willow has a big role um, going forward. But once again, there is just a scattered brain lack of focus. It seems like with uh with with AW's booking. I'm obviously WW too, but I think right now it's just really scattered brain. And I think there's only one show that's really living up to like the hype, and that is Collision. And Collision is just been knocking it out the park and uh you know i'm anxious to see yeah i think collision has done a decent job of utilizing the women um they the can only do a better, show, even better job. the only show that gained viewers for a women's match which was this week which is very was collision that's and that's such an interesting thing because a lot of people try to make it seem as if like it's not a thing but like oh the yeah. women are you know blah blah blah, blah women like that. and it's like no man like you have to give them something to at least want to tap into or something that they're interested in. I know people were ragging on this Britt Baker uh, match from Dynamite. I didn't watch it. I don't really watch Dynamite uh, really at all um, right now. I'll catch something like I caught, you know, some of Blood and Guts and a couple of things, but like for the most part, I it just doesn't interest me. But I think that in itself shows you that, like. What was the what was the need for the last was it two weeks for Britt Baker matches, right? Like what was the need for the last two weeks? I know Britt Baker had a squash match. I think it was she had a squash match like the week before, 
she had a match with uh uh with Taya, I, I believe, uh this week. And it was not a good match. I, I didn't see the whole entire thing, of course, but what I caught didn't look like a good match. And so it's like you got all of these great women that are at your disposal. Why aren't you using them the right way? You know, I think someone tweeted today like a like a shit ton of names that they have on their roster that they're not using. And it just makes you stop and go like, yo, that's actually fucking terrible. <laughs> it's actually fucking terrible. Like you got all of these great, great women and, and women who have the potential to be great, but how can they grow to be great on television if you don't give them the TV time? If you don't put them in matches where you can be trusted. If you don't that, give them creative development. That's the you biggest have thing. To make people, this is professional wrestling. You have to make people care about the people you want them to care about. Speaking of which, the match that gained viewers on Collision and what we started talking about last week, this is week four. Sky Blue pushing numbers. No promo. If you're listening to this and you feel a certain type of way and you're in a position to do something about it, then give her a fucking promo. Good God. Like, it's very sorry, simple. week four. I'm keeping count now. How many times is Sky Blue going to go out there, go viral, pop a number, still no fucking promo? Don't know nothing about her. One minute. I, Let her talk for one fucking minute. And I, and I do think that is a part of the issue, right, is that the only the only woman that was really given ample promo time at one point was Britt Baker, and she which, fucking got over. So which you once would again think that they would know. Which we spoke of wrestling Twitter. This kind of applies <laughs> um, a little bit to, to to that too. But you know, I think, like I said, Britt Baker. The reason why she is popular it's not that Britt Baker is some like amazing in ring performer. Because let's be pretty brutally honest here she ain't that it just depends However, i think i think it depends on the uh the style because when she had those 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 matches with like Sheeta during the fucking pandemic where they beat the dog shit out of each other those matches were fucking awesome it just depends no. on what style we're working and what we're the 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 rosa match the rosa matches were fucking good i i i, I do agree that she that she she can but i i think it's a it's a lack of consistency with her i think that is that is the issue. Her lack of consistency uh, leaves you wanting more, if if that makes sense. And I think Britt Baker, the thing that people love the most about her was that she she could talk. But now you have you know the, your Soraya's and and your you know your Ruby Soho's and all these other different girls, and it's like they're there, but they're not essentially. I don't believe they're they're where they are supposed to be personally. Um, the the Sarayers, the 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 Ruby Sohos, and I, I saw Saraya liked a uh, a tweet from Backup Hangman, of all people, uh, something about the Outcast storyline, and and I'm pretty sure he paid her to 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 like that. Just for, uh -oh. <laughs> but I was just I was for fucking uh, just shout out to Backup, but um no, nah, it's just. It's so weird though, because in my mind I'm like, yo, like, like the Outcast storyline was terrible, but the the reason why it was terrible 
kind of was Soraya's fault. Like, so I found it to be funny that she liked that tweet because I was like, it's kind of <laughs> your fault. Like, it's kind of your fault. Like, like nobody was clamoring for Soraya to come in and, and do this. And, and then, like, there was the, you know, mystery partner thing where it was supposed to be Mercedes and then Mercedes backed out, and, and which uh, I don't know if it, people knew that, but, I mean, you know, it's a whole thing there. So, like, okay, you know, like, all right, but the Outcast storyline just has not hit. <clears throat> and it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It hasn't hit. That's fine. But to go liking tweets from a Twitter personality who has a following, you know that that's going to get seen. So I, I think that, like, that's a concern to me on Soraya's part and on what was called this week a possibly toxic environment. Oh, so here we go. I, two things they 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 came together at once from last week's DAR, which is uh the women being underserved in AEW and wrestling at large and the fact that wrestling Twitter is full of people who are fucking mutants and deserve to have their goddamn phone taken away. Uh both of those things came together this week in this situation i am going to so that i don't misphrase anything i'm going to read all of this directly from twitter this is from okay and let me to me in my opinion given the era that she comes from and what was going on back then and the years in the business lufisto is kind of a fucking legend to me um, she was doing that back with the the Sarah Del Rey's and the cheerleader Melissa's, and they were doing it on a completely fucking different level when that was yep. not appreciated or making much money or being looked for. And they're all fucking legends to me. So Lufisto did a shot, a couple of shots for AEW <laughs> recently. I I don't I don't particularly remember the time frame, but it was recent. So so AEW did, I think she was on the real show one time. Um, So AEW somehow. Also, can you ask somebody that you, anybody that you know, what the fuck was going on with that camera shot with the book, the women's division better? What the fuck was that? I I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I Uh, wish I knew what that was about, but I don't know. Because like, I was like, are they... Are they? Did that match Leaning just happen? In. And they were trying to imply that that was their version of booking it better by teaching that, or was the I cameraman like rebelling about the quality of the match and their feelings, or like what the fuck was going on there? I hope I don't know what the plan, the, what the idea was, but I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they do so, not fucking. Yeah. In response to that, Lefisto women's wrestling legend, a lady who worked some shots for AEW, said on her Twitter, and this got a lot of attention, it's cute how people blame booking for a bad women's division. Talent with too much power, talent denigrating each other, talent trash-talking potential employees so they never get in as soon as they walk in. It starts here. Quote, the one you called effing French Canadian asshole. <laughs> then somebody responded to her. Uh. Some 
fucking Mark with a with a diva fucking avatar should probably be on a fucking watch list somewhere. Um, the, the strangest, the strangest motherfuckers of, of says, of all. "Girl, you just ruined any chance you had of being an employee at all." Lefisto responds, "No worries, no need for such a toxic environment in my life." And then she goes on to say, "I'm not dropping names uh, without context. There will be more to explain at a later time, at the right time." And then. People were talking shit, you know, trying to do the trying to do the who are you thing and that listen to me. If you are on this fucking Twitter machine saying who are you to Lefisto, that is an embarrassment on you, not on her. You are showing that you don't know shit about the fucking subject that you are fucking discussing. So uh please get a fucking life. Um if Cam was here that tonight, he would be telling him to get something else. Uh, <laughs> he would have said, "Get some bitches." That um, is that so, is his, that is his thing. Lufisto, wrestling fan mutants on fucking Twitter. Sad man. What the fuck? You are fucking nobody. It's nobody. And to think that you could talk to somebody who's putting that kind of work like that. You're just you just ain't you ain't shit even even more. Thoughts well, on her on her tweets. Thoughts on wrestling Twitter being exactly what we said that they were. Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, the Fisto is entitled to say whatever the fuck she wants, you know, and feel however the fuck she feels. And I think a lot of people don't. You know, they don't stop and think about, like, where is this coming from? You know, obviously, this is coming from somewhere. And I think that was, you know, that that's just what it is. It's just like, yo, like, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing wrong with her speaking her mind, saying how she feels and and telling people straight up, like, I don't I don't want to be involved with this particular company or I don't, you know, and a lot of us feel some of what she said you know when you're when you're talking about someone like a um a brit baker who obviously people think that's who she was directing to that obviously but when you look at somebody like a brit baker and and, and the concept of brit baker being this person who uh basically does kind of what she wants and gets away with everything like in aw she could do she could do no wrong and i think that in some way is a problem for a lot of people because it's a bit uncomfortable when if you're not a friend of, of this person or if you're not just like wrestling business is very very non nonsensical for how certain things work so i think lefisto was kind of just hinting at that that concept of like yo like i mean yeah. i don't think i don't think that there's any coincidence that this these tweets were made directly after that match that a lot of people of course, yeah, of course. Thought I was mean, a, thought was a little bit of a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, and look, <laughs> this uh, this is one of those interesting, you know, interesting situations. I think, um, I I think, Lufisto said what everybody else was quietly saying amongst themselves. 
if I could like I think that's what it was. She was saying what a lot of people were thinking, like, oh man, you know, this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. Which is like, hey, she's just straight up saying what she thinks, what she feels, and who are we to tell her how to feel, how not to feel, right? So um, you know, none of us are backstage, I mean, like that to know what the situation really is. And I think that that's well, an, her think, and uh, her and TK post a lot of pictures together. Yeah, I mean, not you know. saying not not like not like saying weird, but like so. Basically, what appeared to be what was implied is the booking of a lot of the rest of this women's division is very poor. And meanwhile, Tony's little best bud gets to go out there and have shitty matches on TV, all while treating people like shit in the locker room. That's what it appears to be the charges. Nobody on this podcast is saying that's what the fucking deal is or it's true or but I'm I'm just laying out what appeared to be the insinuation to everyone given the timing and the type of things that were said and some mm-hmm. of the evidence that we have laid before us. So, mhm. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> look, like I said, at the end of the day, Lefisto is fully, fully, um, in her right to to say what she feels, to speak her mind, and I don't think anybody should feel any way about anything she said. Um, a lot of people have said the same thing about Britt Baker and and what she does and how she is. Um, some people love Britt Baker, some people hate her, some people think she hasn't helped the women's division the right way. And I think there is some merit to that. I think she could have done a lot more um to kind of push the women's division. Um, I think she could have, you know, not quote unquote buried some of the people she was going against when they sorely needed some uh momentum. Um, so that's so you know I'm not I'm not directing that. This is not directed at any individual. It's not directed at Bray Baker. It's not directed at anybody. But anyone there who is treating people like Lufisto like that, let me tell you, you are not built like that. You're not. The show doesn't do a million viewers per week. The women's fucking segments bleed viewers. You ain't built like that to be treating people that way. No one should treat people that way, especially someone who's a fucking vet who was doing crazy shit 20 years ago when nobody was even giving women the time of day on TV like that to be big dogging people in the back like that. So if that's how you think it is, you need to unfucking think it and get this thing into fucking gear. Yeah, man, you know... At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, um, the, the women's division deserves a lot. They deserve a lot. And I think we'll see them get that um, sooner than later. I think I think they'll get it together. I think AW will get it together. It just does not look too good right now. But, um, you know, I think they'll get it together. I just think, honestly, there is a lot like it's a lot, man. Uh, it's a lot of smoke because not just not just this division and these characters we're talking about. 
It's everything else too. The CM Punk shit, the elite shit. It's just the concept of a tox them having a toxic environment in AEW is essentially, you know. I, I like it's wrestling. I think there's another thing too. It's professional wrestling, and people forget Dramatic that professional. People. Yeah, yeah, like you, you're dealing with some horrible, you know, horrible situations of people who are not what you, you know. It's just like I said, at the end of the day, um, the environment in AW is what it is. Um, you, you can, uh, you know, you can. These are the charges, and the evidence is mounting. I'm just, I think we can all agree on that. People in charge, uh, there, be in charge. I, I mean, I agree. I, I, I definitely agree on that. I, I mean, it's all about the people. In I charge. wish you could all see the the looks on True's face right now. He's, 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 he's just, he's just like a Cheshire cat. Just got so much on his mind. I just it's, it's so just, many things I so we many take things care I of people say. on this show. We take care of people yeah. on this show. I'm just saying some of the things I'm saying. It's like he's looking on my Zoom thing and sees like a monster behind me. The, the eyes are getting big. I'll just those are the charges. I I hope we can start beating them. I hope. You know, and if you're a wrestling fan on Twitter, giving Lefisto the who are you or calling Taya Valkyrie fat, fuck off. Go play in fucking traffic where you fucking belong. Piece of and that, shit. And, and even that's so so weird. Like calling her fat and all stuff. Like that's just that's just cool. What the fuck like, does that got to do with anything? Okay, yeah, you like, didn't think the match was very good. What the fuck does what does that got any fucking relevance? Your commentary on her fucking physical fucking appearance. Fuck you. I agree. Like I I I really don't I really don't understand. Don't really understand that. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like fans are gonna be idiots like they always are, and you know it is what it is, man. But um, all I can say is, like I said, the women's division will will hopefully course correct. It, I think it was on a good path, and then it got taken off that path, and so now it's just time for time for the shit to get right again. And once it does, uh, well, if it does, let me be clear, if it does. Um, I guess we'll 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 see. I mean, it that, seems to be. Uh, it's it's I, I, it's got to be clear at this point that they fucking know. They can't not know. I will say this. Right is about we're, we're about to talk about a show that has no women's matches on it. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. Right. Um, I will say this. I believe, and by I believe, I know at all in. There will be something worthwhile for the women on that card. Probably multiple matches, unless something has changed in the last week or so. So, um, but I would assume it did not change because if it did, I probably would know that. So, um, I do think at All In, they're going to get a great spotlight uh, in several different ways. Um it's just hard, man. I just think, you know, this type of stuff, it's just hard. It's like really hard to, you know, to, 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 to like really come like, and, and, and I guess not have faith. I don't know if that's the right word, have faith, 
but it's hard to to look at what you've seen from AW and be like, yeah, they'll they'll figure it out, they'll get it right. It's like, will they? Do we know that for sure? Um, so it was tough. Like I said, it's a tough situation right now in AW with the women's division. They deserve better, I believe, one hundred percent. Will they get better? Like I said, I know a couple things in the pipeline for for all in. Um, I think based on what I know that I was sworn to secrecy tonight explain what it was, but I think based on what they have planned, I think people will be like, oh, okay, that's cool. I think, though, what they'll stop and go is, well, how come, you know, how come we can't get stuff like this on a more regular basis? Why does it have to feel like, oh, we only do this for this 80,000, you know, seat stadium? So, um, like I said, at the, at, the end of, at the end of the day, AEW uh, has a shit ton of women on that roster who can put on some good matches and be um, exciting and, and all, that, all that good shit. I think they need to take that more serious. Um, Absolutely. And will they? Who knows? <laughs> Who so, knows? Speaking of uh, that 80,000 seat show. Let's let's see here. See if we can get a little bit of insidery. You just just blink one eye for guess and blink both eyes for no or something. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, is true? Is this fucking build gonna get started next week or what? What the fuck? What are we doing here? Uh, it will. Um, this coming week. Uh, I think you'll you'll see. I mean, a lot of it's already. Yeah, I can help. A lot of it is already in place. Um, I mean, we just heard about this Jericho versus Osprey. Well, Osprey possible match, um, which I have my own thought process on that particular one. However, um, yeah, man, I, 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 I don't, I don't envision the All In build to be what everybody would have expected, myself included. Um. You know, I think the one thing that's held up this build, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I think the issue, I really don't want to come out and say it, but the issue is that I think they were held up trying to work on what people wanted to see. And I don't know if they're closer or not. And even if I did, I can't technically say. But (laughs) it's just, I think they kind of held it up because that's what they wanted to do. And I I really fully believe like that's what they wanted to do. Like they, they, like they were dead set on like, okay, we're doing this. We need to make this happen. How do we make this happen? And there's a lot of conversations that you have, a lot of talking to, you know, people and stuff like that. But um, I think the Osprey versus Jericho match, I'm not really sold on that just because I'm kind of done with, like, Jericho, too much Jericho for me. Um, but at the, at the same time, you know, uh, it's not a surprise that Jericho found his way into a storyline with Don Callis, and now Osprey's probably gonna feel some type of way, or there's gonna be like some some friction there. 
And I think the match itself will be good. I just feel like Jericho always finds his way to attaching himself to like the 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 like the guy that's like the hot like the hottest right now. And that's an interesting feat to be able to keep keep pulling I mean, off. It's the, the cliche, yeah. So everybody's been saying for a while. And it's I mean it's sadly true. Um so I, I think that match will be it'll be interesting. Um I think that the I think when Tony Khan looks at that in his mind, I think he looks at it like we got Judas, eighty thousand people, Ospreys in the ring, and blah, blah, blah. no, no, like, no, no. See... like, like I'm down with with Jericho being on the show just for that, but like I don't really understand this match. <laughs> Feels like there's a lot it's of things weird... you done with Osprey that could have fucking rocked a lot of people on the roster that could have worked with him and done some really cool shit. Osprey versus Swerve, anyone? You know, something like that. Like I don't know. I'm just throwing together people I can think of that would be fucking dope as fuck to watch. Osprey wrestle against. There's a lot of people, and I think yeah. a lot. Well, one thing I will say that I didn't agree with, though, is I saw a lot of people talk about um, uh, talk about um, Osprey and Omega three, and I think nah, that was that. I'm good with you know, that for I a thought, while. And I think that I, I think a lot of people were like, ah, oh, you know, that was right there. I'm like, we just saw it like a month and some change ago, like you know, not even really just a month ago. And it's like, that's not an all-in match. I think that is a New Japan situation. I think that's something that they will revisit down the line. But, you know, Osprey is, you know, Osprey, Osprey is riding a wave of momentum right now. He's got a victory over Okada. I believe he just got a victory over Okada, a clean one, um, I think. Um, so, I mean, really, like, at this point, it's just like, Osprey just beat Omega, just beat Okada. And now he's about to go beat Jericho. It's a weird trajectory because it feels like he could have done it backwards. He could have done it the opposite way. But um, like I said, I don't think Omega versus Osprey is your match. Um, I didn't think I didn't think I was, didn't think it was going to be the match anyway because I, I, I knew that wasn't really the plan once they had it set up for Forbidden Door. But I also want to say before we get into Collision. I don't think Omega versus Takeshita is the match for all in either. I know that's where they're going. I don't think anybody will be mad at me for, for saying that because it's pretty obvious. But I don't think that's where they should go. Personally, I just don't. And the reason why is because the Don Callis thing became for the last month and a half, two months, it's became the cat like the catalyst of pushing the BCC versus the Elite Feud a little bit farther. And giving it a little bit more like legs to it, you know, give it a little bit more like oomph to it. But I don't actually think it makes sense to do that match uh, right now, and not for an eighty thousand. I think Abushi versus Takesha is your match if you're going to do one. You want to put them, you know, get them on the card. I think you can do that, and I think Omega can go and do something else. Uh, I think there's plenty of different people he could he could go work with. You can even do a big one-off, you know, one-off match with somebody who he hasn't faced yet, or somebody he hasn't faced in a long time. Um, you know, I think you need Kenny Omega in a either a singles match or a tag team match that is befitting of like an important 
match. And I don't know, once again, if that is the full plan, but I think the idea is that you don't want to to kind of waste your talent. But And I, I hope I've pleaded with several people uh, privately, like, do not make all in Omega versus Takesha. Because I know I mean, that that's what the What would case. be fun? Would you? What did you fucking? Uh, would you get the license to that damn song for if you're not gonna have the elite together? Have Callus acquire Jericho, Jericho yep. Takeshita, and then somebody else, and do the Callus family against the fucking elite? That would be fucking fun. That would be cool. It wouldn't be yep. a waste. I, I mean that, and that's how you get all those people together, and then put shit Osprey with uh with Claudio would fucking rock or. Um, wasn't the original Forbidden Door the rumor was supposed to be Osprey and Orange Cassidy? Something like that. That it seems that, like right? it would be a badass it, it, match it, it, too. It, it, so I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways they could go, and I think that that is that is the funniest part to me is that there's a ton of ways you can go with this, and they just you know, uh, like I said, AEW has their they they have their own their own thought process of what's you know like of how they want to do things and um i don't necessarily agree with everything but hey you know we'll we'll see uh like i said all in needs a build and it needs to be clear but there's so many different intersecting stories especially on collision you just don't know where it's going. And I think while they'd like that, I don't think it's the best idea to have your biggest show ever. And people are like, hey, it's like three or four weeks away. And like, it just feels like All In has a little bit of disappointment as time goes on, right? Like, you first you start with, you know, like, oh, is it going to be on, on Max? And no, it's going to be on, on Bleacher Report. Mm, okay. And then it's like, oh, man, are we going to get like, like one of the dream matches? No, nah, you're probably gonna get Osprey versus Jericho, which is like, eh, okay, you know. So it's like it needs a bolt, like a, like a jolt of life, um, just from a booking standpoint. And I think the idea of like, hey, there's eighty thousand, you know, like eighty thousand people, like, hey, that's cool, you know, eighty thousand people, it's all good, man, like, all good. But we don't, you know. Like, we need something. I know the match that I would do. And I know that they're not doing that match. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. I don't know if they are doing it or not. But I know the match that I would do uh, that I've told several people. Yo, do this match. I've been told, which I can believe I can say this and it's fine, that we're, we've been working on it. Maybe they're keeping me in the dark. And it's actually going to happen because what are, wh- wh- where was the elite this week on Dynamite? Weren't there. I mean, what are they doing? When are they going to, like, what's next? They just ended an entire feud. The Young Bucks could go after the tag team titles. But then again, here's another issue with that. The Young Bucks want to go after FTR for the tag or or MJF and Adam Cole, whoever wins tomorrow, for the tag team titles. If that's the case, right, 
why is it FTR has wait what time is it oh well I'm sorry people have already seen this by the time Big Bill and Brian Cage are getting a title shot at the tag team title and I just want to say there's no fucking way AEW is doing that at all in they I will personally I will personally find Tony Khan and slap him if he did that like that's a that like because I would feel offended as a fan, like, come on, dude. Like, it's 80,000 people, bruh. Don't do it. No, it's not. However. I do like that. However, team. you know, like I said, however, I like, like I said, I think Big Bill and Brian Cage is nice old, you know, old school style, like two big guys. But I just feel like it would have been better suited if they decided to just focus on like, hey, you know, maybe we'll, you know, like FTR already mentioned the Young Bucks in their promo, the yeah. their promo they yeah. So it's like it's right there, and then it's like, okay, maybe you don't, maybe maybe we don't get CM FTR versus the Elite, but you get FTR versus Young Bucks three in front of eighty thousand for the tag team titles. I mean, you're you're teetering on that line. A little yeah, bit. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there is a pay-per-view the next week after that. Yeah. And it just so ha- it just so happens to be in Chicago. So all this build has to be for something. So it's like like I said, I think maybe maybe the elite, maybe it's not the elite then. Maybe it'll be the hung bucks, as they call themselves, against CMFTR. Not not as exciting, obviously, as is Omega and all of them, but I mean, you never know. I think that's what it is. I think they've kind of set the tone with with Hangman Page and the Young Bucks teaming together that you might see, uh, you could see that with CMFTR before you see, I guess Omega involved in it because Omega has his own story, and I think that's the difference. You could do a one off six man tag with Hangman, the Bucks, Punk, and FTR. And it was it wouldn't dilute or or like water down anything because it's a one off. You don't necessarily need a, a six seven month story, but there is a story already built in there anyway. So, um, you know, I, I like like I said, I, I if I if I was if I was working in AW and I was running things, I would have been trying to make the Elite versus CMFTR happen because that's the only thing that's going to save this build. In my opinion, they could really save it because even if you like, we Jamie Hader probably is not going to work, work to work the show. Yeah, um, news came out today; she she might not even be back this year. Yeah, you know, super uh, I, unfortunate. Because yeah, by for me, as poorly as they've done by everybody, uh, I felt like that could have been, you know, I could have main evented the show. Jamie yeah, Hader I, coming back and taking that belt back. Yeah, I think. And, and I, you know, I was told that Tony Storm's uh, opponent will be made very clear very soon. Um, so I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know wh- where they're going with that. Um, Jamie Hader is great, and I would have loved to have seen her back, especially in front of 80,000 people. I think it sucks that she got the injury, and uh, it's a terrible situation. However, um, yeah, like all in, we don't know if Brian Danielson is going to be healthy enough to work all in. Knowing him, he'll be there. Yeah, uh, he'll try to do something. 
Yeah, well, well, he might he might he might have to be stuck in a tag match, but he will be there. I can guarantee you that. So I don't know. So like it's it's tough because it's like Forbidden Door kind of escaped a bit of the like issues that they had the year before with all the injuries, but like All In feels like it's slowly kind of going down. You know, you know, kind of feels like it's going down that road. Hopefully, not, but we'll hopefully see. Not. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll see, but uh, it, we definitely need we definitely need some build. We definitely need some excitement. So, well, a show we do have we excitement about, and hopefully, all in can uh live up to this. Man, this fucking collision is gonna be rocking. Only three announced matches right now, but god damn it, it looks like it's gonna be a great fucking show. It's gonna have a little bit of everything. I'm super fucking excited for everything that's going to happen. I guess we'll start off with uh, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews in a goddamn ladder match. What the fuck? There's going to be the first thing I said when that got announced. I said there is going to be some manly man shit happening in this fucking match. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because I think it was the first episode of Collision. They yep. had the Buddy versus Andrade match, and uh, it was, it was great, awesome, was yeah. Awesome. And you add a you add a ladder into this. First of all, both guys are gonna be sore as hell after this match. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, I assume and Andrade is going to either win this match or get close to winning, and then the House of Black interferes, and uh, maybe we get some backup. You know. Some backup. Oh yeah, you know, uh, there's a uh, some backup. Maybe somebody who got the Brinks truck backed up to their house this week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw some interesting, interesting stuff there, and I, I want to briefly touch on that and just say, WWE has no desire to actually give money to any of these people that they're interested in. Just wanna like the people they're interested in that that worked in AEW or like the Indies, like your Dragon Leads, your Rushes, and all those guys. WWE does not have an interest in them, and I want to point this out: they do not have a genuine interest. It's just trying to keep people and take people from AEW. That's really all it is. And when you look at it like that, then you understand a little bit more about why they just could toss out, uh, you know, his contract offers. But not real money. Tony Khan decided to pay this man real money because he believes in him and he sees him as a potential star for what he does. Uh, WWE was just like, oh, that's Dragon Lee's. That's his, it's like his brother or something. Oh, yeah, give him an NXT deal. Yeah, bring him in. Let him fight, you know, let him fight, <laughs> you know, let, him, let him fight this guy. Let him fight that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll hang with Dragon Lee. Sure, give him a couple of segments with Sean. Yeah. That's their thought process, and there's no desire to be like heavily into uh you know heavily into what they what they got going on and and he was he would i don't think he was ever leaving anyway, but uh he needs to show up he's a collider he will be a collider I think that's very obvious he needs to show up and he needs to help andrade because andrade been getting his ass whooped. God damn it. A full-on Andrade Roosh 
and uh, Drillisco, that's the other guy, right? Against yeah. House of Black with like Brody King and, and all those guys locking up, like just so many super physical, super don't give a fuck, super high impact. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a match that's just tailor made to go into my favorite matches of the year, like right off the top. Most of my favorite matches of the year last year featured either Rouge or Brody King. So I could definitely see, oh man, I love it. And I love this ladder match. Cannot fucking wait for that. On uh, the- it's an exciting match. I'm pretty sure yeah. you're going to get another match added to the card. Um, probably now. <laughs> now, yeah. now-ish. You know, now ish uh, while we're doing this, but uh, we'll probably be yeah, added think... added to it. We'll probably be added to it by the time you hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I I think you give Buddy, you give Andrade 15, 20 minutes to go out there and just kill it. And I think that is the one thing about Collision that I find to be better than Dynamite is that they're giving these talents. Like, when's the last time Andrade had a 15, 20 minute match on Dynamite? I don't fucking remember. Uh, Buddy Matthews, he rarely had 15, 20-minute matches in general on AEW. So I think to have that ability to go out there and allow these two great performers do what they do best, I think it. Um, I think it's why co- Collision matters so much and why why it's the best show that AEW has right now. The um, best show any fucking company has, for my money. Yeah, no, it it really is the best wrestling show right now, and I, you know, I I know they have a different group of people that work on that show to an extent. You know, I mean, I mean, you're obviously your Tony Khan's, your Will Washingtons, and people like that, your QT Marshalls, like that. They work both shows, obviously, but like the 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 people that work on like Collision their minds are a little bit more structured for wrestling, if that makes sense. They have a little more structure with how they want to do things, and they're given more opportunity. Uh, we saw Ricky Starks hit, you know, knock it out the park uh, last last couple of weeks. Uh, they even had Darby Allen come over and and make a, a great fucking tag match with, uh, you know, teaming up with Punk, and which I thought was pretty funny, just to kind of poke fun at the dirt sheets and and your Dave Meltzer's and your yeah. – your, your your crazy random Twitter women and, and dudes who who don't like CM Punk. So I like I think that like I said I I think what we're seeing in, on Collision is a more concise vision of what professional wrestling is. And Dynamite can be all over the place sometimes. Some sometimes Dynamite is great. Uh, sometimes it's all over the place. I think Collision has yet to reach that point where it's all over the place. But I think it's because the minds that they have wouldn't allow it to get to that point. Now we're only a month and some change in, but I feel like that it it's not going to go it's not going to go left, uh, if that makes any sense. But um, no, I'm 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 really looking forward to the Andrade uh, Buddy Buddy Murphy match. The match I'm looking forward to the most. We're we're not we're not getting to that yet, but um, I know that there's a six man next. Yeah, right? this is going to be good. <laughs> Bikingo. Action Andretti, Darius Martin against Bullet Club Gold. It's a style clash almost a little bit, right? Like it's like a style clash. You got like high flyers and shit. And then you got, you know, BC Gold, who I wouldn't consider them to be high flyers and stuff like that at all. So it's a bit of a style clash. Um I think 
putting those super talented uh, high flyers in the ring with BC Gold, though, fucking a great idea. Um, I'm interested kinda, to see. I'm I'm, I'm kind of having my getting in my feels a little bit about the way they're using Vikingo. Uh, doesn't win a whole hell of a lot. I'd like to see that change, but I'm excited for this match. This match is gonna fucking rock. Um, very excited for it. I I agree. Uh, I think it'll be a good match. Um, you know, uh, I, like I said, I I I mean, I don't expect it to be a squash, which is which is why I'm excited for it. So you know. You know, I, I I think it'll be good. I hope it gets about eight to ten minutes. I say maybe maybe a little bit. You know, give let let it let it have a really good uh like a real good back and forth before you kind of give BC Gold the obvious win. Um, I do agree with you though on on the usage of Kingo. Um, you know, I I I do think he could be used a little bit better, but. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm just glad he's in AEW. I, I mean, I'm uh, ecstatic and, that we get to watch him know. in the U.S. So, yeah, I get it. And you're again, you're giving me that look. So I'm gonna assume maybe more to it. <laughs> uh, and then we get to our main event. I, I'm sure there's gonna be. You know what? As much as we just talked about the lack of build for things, this has been. Beautiful. This is like pressure cooker status. The, the 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 drama of the build with MJF and and Adam Cole, best tag team in the world. FTR. They've all cut some pretty decent promos on each other the last couple of weeks. FTR's kill. So like, you know, on the one hand, you have your most popular act, but on the other hand, FTR's just been absolutely fucking killing it every single week, putting them in with people. They're the, they're the you know the engine. You just plug people in, and and they get better energy off of them. What the fuck happens here? I don't know, man. This is this is a this is a tough one. Um, if I had to guess, though, I would say um, FTR retains. But I don't know, man. This is a tough one. This this is a tough tough one. I think this match will be a classic. And I know we tend to sometimes throw around the word classic a lot, but I think the way they promoted this match, it feels extremely important. And I don't see a path where this is not treated like it needs to be treated. If that it feels sense. like, you know, back in the both, the Attitude Era and uh, WCW NWO days on the, on the other channel, there used to be things where it's like, I I have to watch this. I have yep. to see what's going to happen. And this feels like one of those things where it's just like, I don't know how how they get out of this or or how this, this ends up culminating. Makes it a must watch. Yeah. And I think the intrigue behind it you know, a lot of us have been waiting for this, right? From uh, you know, with FTR, I think a lot of people have been waiting for like, okay, now we find like FTRs, like they went a couple of like, like that after the guns few where they won the title, like they went kind of a little while without anything yeah. really exciting. Now they're getting work. rolling on a run, a, a run like we all know that they're capable of having. 
and that you know and i think that's going to be the that's the difference maker in this story in general is that ftr being as good as they are and actually having some you know able to cook a little bit i think it makes it makes all the difference and i think we will end up seeing something that uh think we'll end up seeing a very interesting situation play out uh with 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 this with this feud and where it's going i think it's obvious we're getting mjf versus adam cole for the aw world championship um whether or not they're like still friends or not that's a whole different you know whole different story um i think they'll they'll run run with this uh this 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 friend this friendship shit um but yeah man i i i'm really i'm really excited about this match and i think it will absolutely surprise people in the sense of the crowd reaction i don't think people understand what's possible what's coming uh for this crowd reaction because ftr super popular so is mjf and adam cole this might be the livest match aw has had on television in quite some time hell yeah in terms of crowd yeah. reaction and stuff like that I, I i i really see that being something that could possibly happen so um you know we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes um but uh i have full faith that aw will pull off something great uh with this one and i think they're getting at least 30 minutes um you know i think they're getting at least 30 minutes uh i think i think the the I will say there there is a there is a slight concern, but the concern is that MJF and Adam Cole stuff is so so gold. Do you stop it right now, or do you change plans and and figure something out to keep it going? And that's that's and another reason that's... why the pressure is on. Like I said, because they have their their merch is selling so good and the act is so oh. popular, like. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> when you find lightning in a bottle, yeah, you 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 know it's 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 like I I like the idea though, and I think they gave themselves a bit of an out right when when MGF said win, lose or draw with this tag team, I'm gonna give you a shot at this title. And so I think the story could be they start off with this whole thing of like yeah you know I'm gonna get a um. I'm 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 gonna get a uh you know give you a title shot. We're gonna do this, we're gonna work this out, we're gonna blah blah blah. And like slowly they start to dissolve a little bit, but it's still hard. Like it's that's still a really hard thing to pull off because nobody wants to see this shit end. That's just what it nobody wants to see this end. And I don't know, man. Um you know, no, no, nobody wants to see this 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 story in, but I think logically, FTR story requires them to win, and Adam Cole and MJF story requires them to somehow lose. The question is, how do you do that without hurting Adam Cole and MJF? I say a mistake happens, cost them the match. You see a little bit of friction. They hug it out like brochachos, as MJF says. And then you you go to them the next next week or whatever, and it says, "Hey, I meant what I said, man. I'm gonna give you a title shot. 
like and, and we'll, we'll like we'll come back around and get FTR. You know, kind of tease it like they're gonna come back and stick together and stuff, but they're still gonna get you can give him a title shot just because he has to defend the title. You know, like you do someone like Tony Khan says, MJF has to defend the title at all in. And he says, if I got to defend against anybody, I'll defend it against one of my best friends as opposed to going against sort of like how you try to do with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. When they yeah, had yeah. The, the, you know, but, but just this will be a lot more over than that because nobody cared about Sammy in, in that feud. But I think there's a way to get, get it done. But like I said, they kind of booked themselves into a slight corner uh, with, because this is so good and it's so fucking entertaining. Um, you know, you, you got to go with it. And and let's hope they go with it, unlike other companies who have someone who's extremely over, and they don't seem to want to fucking push the dude. So I'm still, I'm going to be mad about that forever. Because every time I, I, I watch any clip from WWE, I see LA Knight, and I'm like, yo, this dude is, he got it. And There's every time another I see one him, he's... Right before we just recorded this. Yeah, I... He had a he had a, like a, a brief match today, right? Oh, he had on, a on he also night. got a Uncle Uncle Phil uh, trending, another top five TV dad. We'll be covering that on Nostalgia Hour sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he call top dollar Uncle Phil? That, uh, it was something that... to the effect of that. Yes, I I don't remember the exact. I just watched a clip real quick. Yeah. I, I I gotta I gotta go look something that. to the effect of I didn't know Uncle Phil became a rapper or something like that and it was because Top Dollar was out there talking on a talking shit on New Orleans where the show was at. Ah, they're still doing the hit row as the. Uh... Speaking <sighs> of it's, it's, things it's that'll be great and are at least thirty minutes long, and rappers, your fucking album came out last night. Anything? Oh yeah talk about on that where can we find it where can we listen to it features tell us all about it before we get on up out of here this week well well for this show <laughs> yeah well comeback trail um is a album that i worked on from may 17th through literally last week um it's 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 extensive album it initially was supposed to be um, you know, 12, 13 songs, but I ended up working more on it. It's got 18 tracks. It's got a Mega Ran on it. It's got my boy Bliss or Tizzy. Obviously, it's got my boy Shaka Sampalo, my brother, my brother, brother. We got another, we got an album coming out together. We he was just in the studio last night uh, working on some songs for that. Um, I've got, man, I've got Equipped. I've got Swats, who is, you know, he's locked in with, with uh, Omega Sparks, who was on this show at one point and um man we and oh man i mean omega sparks is on there anthony king who he he's very close connected to swerve's crew and he's he's done a shit ton of songs with swerve and they they're very close so there's a there's a lot of aw you know music related people on this project um it's a real personal project for me like most of my albums are um, of course, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Apple Music, you can go to Tidal, you can go to wherever, really, uh, and find it. Um, yeah, it's an album that I listened to it a couple times over today and like, you know, last night. And I'm really like impressed by my own album <laughs> listening to it. So uh, it's an album that, like I said, I didn't put much effort into. I kind of just went with what worked for me um you know and i i think it's an album and a lot of people have been giving me great feedback on it just in, in, in the last day so 
Uh, I appreciate that. Shout out to Josiah Williams too. Uh, Wrestling Flow. He's done, you know, uh, Taya Valkyrie's music and some other, you know, he's worked with Adam Cole and other stuff like that. He gave me a big shout out today too. Um, that's, that's, that's one of the homies. He's a good brother right there. And yeah, man, like I said, um, a lot of a lot of great producers. The most important producer on this album, though, is my daughter. My daughter produces the final song on the album. I literally sat in a lift with her. <laughs> we were riding from somewhere, somewhere like super far. I was like, ah, oh, we thirty minute lift. And no, who wants to drive? I don't feel like driving. Traffic is whack. And she took my phone and made the beat on my phone. And I said, I'm going to use it. She was like, oh, you're not going to use it. Like, no. And I said, I'm going to use it. And I used it. So uh, check that out. It's the last song, Zoria's Gems, Comeback Trail, available now everywhere. Go listen to it. Go stream it. Run them damn streams up. We don't get paid much for them streams <laughs> anyway. So run them up. Play it 12 times in a row if you got to. Shit, I don't care. Well, that counts for the podcast, too, if you guys want to just... Yeah, it's no, worth run, listening run it, to once, it's worth spending five times. Run it run it back. Run everything you listen to or hear from DAR, run it back. Multiple. If you go to DefineRevolution.com and look at some, some articles, read it again. Come back. Read it again. Start it over. Refresh the page. Yep. Come back to it. Refresh it. Do it. You know, shout out to the uh, defineRevolution.com site. Anyway, we just actually crossed. I just noticed this today because I was uploading something and editing for to be released. We just crossed the 25 million view mark um, in our history. So uh, shout out, shout out to all the the, the readers and, and, and viewers and stuff like that. So much appreciated. Um, DR is going to keep bringing as much great content as possible we got even more big stuff on the way we're gonna keep growing uh so again comeback trail true god go out there find it if you are a fan of that old that old uh late 90s style rap killing it crushing it the song you guys actually heard on the intro for this is from that album and the song that you'll hear for the outro for this is from that album so if you like that stuff that's what the album is chock full of um again like we mentioned on other shows on definerevolution.com right now we have an oppenheimer review that's an excellent read really good stuff from our uk writer sam did that michael red article go up or yet or is that going up tomorrow that's the one i was actually editing down to go go live because you're the head of our editing staff michael red underrated series by our man the axe man jeff axel um next week we have, in addition to, of course, the weekly wrestling pod, Collider Commune, uh, we'll have an AFC North preview NFL. I've decided to let you guys, I'll let you guys run wild on each other and uh, we'll, we'll really get into the uh, NFL previews and get our stride hit on that. Um, so I know you guys will be all very interested in the AFC North divisional preview since it's a big Baltimore Ravens crew around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The NFL pause is going to be interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it already like, was. They're going to be interesting. Show. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. I mean, we know we, yeah. Uh, All you need but, is your kicker. But that, but you know what? That's what makes this shit fun. Like being real. That's what makes yeah. this shit fun. Is like, we're, we're just having fun with it. We're just, just talking shit. It's, it's, it's good, man. It's, it's good. It's good for, uh, 
it's just good for the discourse to to have crazy things like 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 they said it's it, it, i still can't believe some of the things he said i tried to one up <laughs> him and clearly that didn't work uh, he was he not to right be one up tay was not to be one up so uh, um but no yeah like nfl pods I'm, I'm pretty sure that you know sooner than later uh there's there's been movement on the damn Lillard situation, so the NBA pods might you know we might hear a little bit more. Going to be another know, NBA. Going to be more nostalgia hours. We got tons of uh, mining to do on that. We got tons of awesome guests that have shown interest on on doing nostalgia hours. So yeah, we'll be back for people. that as well too. Man, so I, there's so many people. I I just want to say, I said it on Twitter. I'm gonna say it here. If anybody was listening, if anybody who shared anything that we've done, anybody who likes what we do. Tell tell people that you like what we do. Any anybody who's shown us support, I genuinely appreciate every piece of support that we get because we know it's genuine. Because you don't have to support us, we're not forced in your face like certain outlets. We're not forced. We're we're not historians who've been in in media game just forcing ourselves or or known. We're literally people. They're intending to show you how media is supposed to be done the right way. Also take you down a trip down memory lane with nostalgia hour. Um, give you actual informed takes about not just professional wrestling, but sports, movies, music, anything. We lived all of the stuff that happened in nostalgia hour. We lived it. That's why we can bring you authentic content. So everybody who has supported us, thank you. 100%. Thank you. That's the nicest shit I'm going to say to anybody. So you, I, he's, he's not lying. Uh, and we will continue to thank you by continuing to show you the world of DAR media never stops. You know, we're all talented artists. We, you know, we're all artists that, you know, we, we really work hard. Like everybody grinds, everybody hustles and puts in work. And I feel like us together and supporting each other is a lot more powerful than everybody with their, you know, yeah. uh, with, our own, with our own stuff. You know what I mean? I, I got my, you know, we all got our own egos. We all think we super dope and everything because we are. So you're supposed to feel that way. But me, I just look at it like the future has to be, like you said, more opportunities. And by opportunities, it's not even just like songs being placed. It's like, you know, people have other aspirations and other dreams too. And you can take this music and, and, and go to the moon. My movement and my mental kept my wins low. Yeah, I'm supposed to prove how copping a feel on greatness helped me imprison the notable opposition that's trying to spark with my vision. I'm wine Asian. Later, low, I show call with time. It's like emotional, been coachable and learn from my old heads. I treat being amazing like an emergency code red. Can raise your name and pimp the game and not keep that whole fed. My first book was to come up. The sequel reeks of the Monet like Ghost Kid. I paved the way. On top of that, I laid a gravel path. Very generational curses to that. I raised the glass. Grew a family garden, we all eat and we wave the flag, trying to run the store, not just make the bag, I hate to brag about a victory, if history tells me that I lost the war, can't just focus on the battles, that's who's small, I need the larger picture, the bigger, the more it's vivid, slow the shade in five, nine seconds under a minute, you finish. Chains only the strongest and weakest link, and rapping as a job ain't as easy as people think, I was on the brink, drove the overeating drink.
sick. Throwing everything at this career except the kitchen sink. Every line stone rubbish. Websites won't publish. Somehow this dope without a controlled substance. But everybody fronting and won't nobody back you. Everyone you rap to is telling you you that dude trapped between two worlds. Slowly getting ripped apart. Just hoping that this is the start of my redemption arc. I was trying to live the part. Show the industry my heart. But they get the smell and blood when you swimming with the sharks. And that's when I decided I wasn't gonna follow rules. Got back to my roots just like Apollo Crews. I'm a team steady winning every day. We got some news. Parker Lewis on them fools. Trust me, I'm not gonna lose. Let's go. Trusted a maze of certain dominance Just to get paid, what could you say? I work for all of this Really a chapter full of confusion Bruce's lacerations on this plantation full of seclusion In a world of assumptions, guess I'm full of conclusions Recruited through every student English that was improved Including my own way of life Trite starts and compartments Harder for blacker artists On bash we saw some targets The bullseye was knowing my passion Truly engulfed me, but could I? Put words into action, moving too faulty Like should I? Emerge from this rap and move it up off me or would I? These labels and factors truly insult me so I made a path for my own dollars and cents you could place me some checks tracking the throne will follow your strengths if you chasing success have it be known how you submit when you facing your reps greatness and flesh now we in print yeah 